1: I'm sorry for roasting you. I will try to refrain on the roasts for this episode. This is going to be a roast you free. You should fast from roasts. I'm going to unlet f- fast from roasts. Say roast fast five times fast.
2: Roast fast roast fast roast fast roast fast
1: roast fast roast fast. Roast fast. I wasn't paying attention. Roast, I wasn't I wasn't paying attention. attention. Welcome to the Crunch, episode seventy six. It's your boy, Ethan, aka BroPostle. And I'm Patrick at Catholic Pat. In case you're curious what that noise was, that was not me forgetting the episode number, that was an alien crawling out of my mouth, and it had to make that noise as it was exiting. So everything's fine, we're healthy. I know numbers. What's up, Patrick? Oh, nothing much.
2: I um Oh man, I've got like two big things going on this week. Hold on, but I forgot both of them. Oh, I'm going on. I'm going on another confirmation retreat. Sick. Tomorrow. Keep, keep getting going confirmed. Out to Pennsylvania. I think talk to a bunch of sophomores in high school. So that's
1: gonna be fun. Very fun. Very fun. Mm-hmm. And you don't what remember. Did, what did you do this week? What did I do? Well, um. So yesterday, I don't remember what. Here's a really fun. Here's a really fun and uplifting story. Um. So yesterday at K State we had uh the first ever Catholic Schools Day. So the university approached Ooh. the student center and said, Hey, we want to host something for the Catholic schools in the state of Kansas to bring them in and show them St. Isidore's and kind of partner as a recruitment event. And we were like, yeah, it sounds great. So a whole bunch of high schooler juniors and seniors came and uh, uh, we kind of gave them a tour and showed him the chapel and had mass and all this stuff. But there was a talk, there was a talking portion. There was a father, Gail went up and talked and, and then we had a, a couple of people, some, two of the focus missionaries talked and we had a girl who's my age, um, gave up and gave a testimony. And then they sent me up at the very end to kind of do like a wrap up type thing, um, and kind of talk about the future of St. Isidore's because we're building a new church soon and all this, this whole thing. They just wanted me to go up. So that was like what they told me is they said, we're going to have all these people giving testimonies and talking about focus and this. And we just want you to go up and talk about kind of the future a little bit and why it's exciting and, you know, just be yourself, do your normal, be, make jokes. And I said, okay. And so I get up onto the stage, and I'm making jokes, and I'm doing great, and I'm crushing it and everything. And all. <laughs> halfway through, I realized I'm, <laughs> I I started yelling, and um, I had the microphone in my hand, and it's, something came over me. So I was talking about the future of the church, and I said, you can come to K-State, and you can get involved in all these things on campus. But you got to remember that what we do here is important, and it's eternal, and it means everything you are going to die. And I started yelling at, at these high schoolers who were just here to get, learn about college, about death. And I, the whole second half of my talk was about how, um, you guys are going to die one day. So you should be involved in your Catholic center at it's, it's college. And it was not what oh, I, no. it's not what I intended to have them from. It. And everybody was laughing. Cause I did it kind of in a joking way. Cause I realized what I was saying. I was like, wow, this is not good. Um, and I, I worked my way out of it because I have, I have gravitas. But uh, it was uh, – it. I didn't, they told me to do one thing, and I, I did a different thing. And Patrick, I, I can't be doing that. It's not good.
2: <laughs> I can just see you, like, getting, like, really flustered and, like – you're, like, shuffling – you're, like, shuffling through your nose. Also... You're like, um – Here's why. Here's why you should come <laughs> to Kansas State University. By I, University. Oh crap! I picked up.
1: up I picked up the um, wrong folder instead of picking up the folder that was have, marked uh, "Talk to High schools, I picked up the one that was marked <laughs> "Memento Mori," and I am not <laughs> able to give a correct talk now.
2: As you were leaving for you were leaving for, uh, for school that day, and you're, you and your roommate had identical backpacks. <laughs> I picked and one up the had, wrong one. <laughs> <laughs> one had a speech in an identical folder marked "Memento Mori." You're like shuffling your papers. You're like um. Come to K-State for the great wheat agriculture program and the churches. (laughs) You
1: you know what, everyone? We're
2: all going to die someday.
1: It's it's kind of like my own because I had prayed about that that morning about, you know, okay, I got to make sure that I remember death today. And it's just kind of, you know, since Lent and Ash Wednesday and everything, it's just kind of been a part of my prayer. And it just kind of came out of my innards. It just – it was weird. And then another thing, I was talking about how we were going to build a new church. And I was standing kind of in front of the altar in the sanctuary area. And I may have, like, leaned down and slapped the floor. And said, so we're going to get a new one. And I don't think I'm allowed to slap the floor <laughs> of the sanctuary, Patrick. It's not good. Oh, my Please gosh. take me away. We're going to get a new one. We're going to get a new one. Smack. And then I looked I looked right at Father God. I said, am I allowed to do that? And then he just gave me the sign of the cross in front of everybody. uh Classic priest. Yeah, classic, classic sassy priest. Sassy priest. We it all was need sassy priest. It was a good time. Um, I really enjoy it. Like, in all seriousness, I really enjoy it. It's good to see high schoolers because, you know, that's my, my jam. And not that college students aren't great, but it was good <laughs> to talk to them and get them excited for college. And, you know, I've talked to them about faith and all that stuff. And a couple of my teens from my home parish were there, um, so it was good to see them and everything. So it was, it was good. It was a good week. I can't believe you did that. That's so funny. I know. It's, not, oh it's not good. Do you know what we have next week, though? What? Sister Bethany Madonna is coming. Oh, yeah. Holy crap. That's so exciting. I know. I love her. She's one of the best people I know. Honestly, you don't even know her, dude. Don't even Don't even try that game. All right, fine. <laughs> well, do you? She's from my hometown. Do Do you know her, though?
2: Yeah, she's from my hometown. Well, how do you does she know your name yes really like so you, when when you see her say patrick nevy says hi like you actually I'm his co-host on the crunch you actually yes, know her sh-
1: yes does she know about the podcast wait sorry what does she know about the podcast
2: yeah, I've, I've, I've talked to her about the podcast before because it's something that I do, and every time we catch up, I talk to her about the podcast. Before. I cannot
1: tell if you're being serious yeah, right now. Am this, I being led on? I'm being absolutely 100% serious. Is this yes, a goof? This a... Am I being goof? No, Ashton, so... Is Ashton Kutcher going to pop out of my closet and say, Hi, I was the mailman the whole time. <laughs> he's going to right, and right your also, computer and he's going <laughs> to... You've been, you've been punked.
2: Okay, so Sister Bethany is from my hometown. Yeah. She went to UCF. She like lives like four streets away from me, right, where her, her family does. Uh-huh. And so like right when she was like just when she finally professed she went to profess final vows she came to visit her family and my youth minister asked her to come talk to our um our bible study right and this was like this was years ago this is when i was ago. like a freshman or a sophomore in high school yeah um then like i didn't really think of any much of it like she's really cool and then the next thing i know i see her on the program for seek 2015 dang and i'm like what she made some plays. And my youth minister was like, "Yeah, she she like does focus talks now." I'm like, "That's so cool!" And then I like I happened to run into her at um, oh at Franciscan. My first my fr- I go to Franciscan. Uh, I ran into her my first semester at Franciscan, and she like remembered me. No way from from years ago. Yeah, and so f- since then I've seen her like twice a year because like there was that that conference. Then there was Seek. Then the convocation over the summer, and then SLS, and all that stuff. Yeah, so I see her every so often. So yes, I know her jerk.
1: Dang. Well, I just thought you were doing like a one of those things where we we because we are tertiarily related to people that speak on stage. We'll be like, yeah, I know, I know him. I know Mark. Hart. Oh yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. Like yeah. we do that thing, uh, and oh. I didn't know if you were just doing that or if it was a. Apparently, it's real. So sorry to distrust. Oh no, that's a real thing. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. Okay. So what you're saying is Sister Bethany listens yeah. to our podcast.
2: No, Sister Bethany probably does not listen
1: to our podcast. I'm, I well that will change on Friday. Okay.
2: <laughs> if you if you say you listen if you say you're the co-host of the Crunch and you know Patrick Nevy, I think she'll figure out what you're talking about because
1: if I, I, just an... to
2: her, I I've asked her about. Good. I've asked her about coming on the show, and she said that all I have to do is like, go through the website,
1: and they'll just do it. They'll just put her up. They yeah, the Sisters of Life are awesome. Yeah, I can't wait. It's going to be a really good day. There's a lot of people really like, I mean, the Facebook page for that event, and it's been viewed something like 25,000 times. It's, it's nice. It's it's insane. There's gonna be a ton of people there. So hyped, hashtag hyped. Anyway, so yeah, that's going to be a really exciting event.
2: So if you're if you're in the Kansas State area, or or Oklahoma, or any (laughs) of the states, Colorado with modern technology, you can
1: (laughs) Patrick, what are you doing? Why are you quoting my video? buddy oh because you quoted my video
2: in that video did you notice that did i really my friend teresa my friend teresa pointed it out remember that video i made with the freemason joke no and and i would like i opened the door and went no oh and then you like lost it you thought that was really funny because with your head
1: yeah so i quoted you did you,
2: that in the intro to the video i quoted you with my neck and movement. then and then teresa was like "Teresa, was like you copped that from patrick i definitely like, oh, i definitely yeah, I did
1: not that you invented it, but I think you inserted it into my subconscious as to this is how you make a funny neck move. It's it was an honor though because I usually cop your things. Hey, wow, thanks, Pat.
2: This is this is a good this is a good neutral introduction to an episode. What 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 are we doing today? <laughs> <laughs> there's no like there's no like heartbreaking story of like no heartbreaking one time when
1: I was in middle school. I peed myself in front of the whole teacher's lounge. Um, No, that may have happened. It didn't. It could have, though. You don't know. You don't know my life. This is a podcast. Everything we've said is not true. But you're right. This has been very neutral. Neither of us has really attacked the other, except for the time when I thought you were lying. (laughs) So maybe not. (laughs) Maybe not. Yeah. Are we doing a monthly mailbag this week? We are doing. What's happening? We are doing a monthly mailbag this week. I'm pretty. I'm pretty excited for it. We haven't done one in like a month.
2: Yeah, it's been like a freaking month. It's insane how long it's been since the last
1: month. I know it doesn't (laughs) feel like so long though.
2: I turn. I turn 21 in less than two months, folks. This is going to become a podcast where both, both of us, both of us crack open cold ones instead of just Ethan opening one very loudly right in the microphone and making fun of me.
1: It's not that. That's a good that was a good can opening noise. Alright, Mel. Let's do Which which one are we doing first? We're gonna do isolation first, I think. Sweet.
2: Unless you Didn't want to warm up.
1: Yeah, let's warm up with a little bit of isolation. Three, two, one, go.
3: So I wanted to know do you guys think that isolation is always a bad thing? Because Jesus went off by himself to pray a lot in the Bible. But do you count that as isolation? I don't know, I just wanted to know your thoughts on, you know, being alone or community and like what it means to just get away from everybody, and whether or not that's healthy in the Catholic life. Um, so yeah, that's my question. Have a good day, bye guys.
1: Oh, she wants us to have a good day. So
2: sweet. That's so nice. I will have a good day, just for you.
1: Thank you. She didn't say her name, did she? No, she didn't. All right. Well, nameless caller, you that's have a good fine. day too. Isolation, Patrick. What are your initial thoughts? Because I've got some, but I want to hear what you have to say.
2: My initial thoughts are yes, that is absolutely correct. Jesus went off by himself to pray. However. Jesus also went off by himself to be tempted by the devil. So when you go off alone, don't expect it to be all happy sunshines and roses because you may get attacked by the devil. Mm -hmm. That's okay. It's okay to get attacked by the devil. Just make sure that you take a rosary with you.
1: And I think that's interesting that you say that. I mean, because you're totally right, but I don't think we think about that too often because when, at least for me and others that I know, when we go off into isolation as far as prayer – kind of isolating ourselves from other people, it's because that currently we're feeling attacked by the devil and so we want to go off by ourselves, which only exacerbates the problem, I think. Um, yeah. So I think as far as isolation goes, it's it's good to do. And th- yeah, it's another thing This plays into the whole go into your inner room and close the curtains and lock the door and pray. I don't remember the verse exactly. You know what I'm saying, though. Is, yeah, Sermon on the Mount. That's that's different. Going into your inner room is, and praying is different than going into isolation, I think. Mm. Right? Yeah, because isolation implies some
2: kind of like, uh, like a, a, an, an aversion to people. It's like, no, 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 yeah. like you can't come here. You're like, strange don't, please from stay away community. from me. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, I understand, I don't know what, I, I think we're both extroverts, right, Ethan? Totes. Yeah. So we're approaching this from two very different standpoints. I remember a conversation that I had with, um, (laughs) so this is is back in the day. Um, I was on, I was like, I was like on the phone with Sarah and she wanted to go watch a movie. And I was like, why, why don't she's like, Oh, I'm in the middle of a movie. And I was like, Um, like, Oh, who you watch the movie with? And she's like, No one. I'm just watching a movie. I'm like, How dare you? (laughs) How dare you want to watch a movie and not talk on the phone with me? You jerk. I would give up watching a movie to talk to you on the phone click and then i told my roommate he was like well would you give up you know what would you give up talking on the phone with her so she can watch a movie and i was like well that's it he really that's a good point turned that like, one around just, he really turned that one around on me he really hit me with the old gk switcheroo he did um but, but yeah though he was like he was like pat it's it's called introvert time and i was like what and he was like introvert time and then he pulled out a graph from the wall and he was like this is what an introvert is and it's like an upside down picture of a person and he's like pointing <laughs> at different parts He's like, introverts like to be alone sometimes. And I'm like, what? That's crazy. Um, So I don't really experience the desire to be alone, alone very often. Yeah. But like everyone sometimes, sometimes people need to be alone more than others. I just think that it's important for extroverts to realize that that like not everyone wants to be with you all the time. And sometimes you got to like not be with people. But I also think it's good for introverts to learn that you should not be
1: alone and by yourself all the time because that's not always healthy. As with all things, it comes with a balance. It, it, praying with a community and being with a community and growing in a community is very important. That's why it's an axe. But also praying by yourself and being by yourself and learning about yourself or, you know, being alone with, with the Father, um, also has value as we can see in Sermon on the Mount. So it's, it's both. It's not one or the other. It's not, oh, in order to be a good Christian I have to be in isolation or in order to be a good Christian I have to be in community it's you have to learn how to grow closer to God via both situations because you're not always going to have one you're not always going to have the other um so whether your isolation yeah so whether your isolation is self-imposed or imposed by environmental forces you're going to have to deal with it and whether your community is you've inserted yourself into a community or you just happen to be a part of a community whether you like it or not um those are things that you have to deal with because we're all humans on this planet together so uh, does that i think that answers the question i don't i don't know
2: i think i think that isolation can be healthy sometimes yes and also it can be very unhealthy sometimes i i have a couple of friends that when they like when they get down in the dumps or when they get really depressed they're just like I just want to be like alone and then they go alone to be with their thoughts that are just like telling them how terrible they are and they're like no no I'm like no no no, you shouldn't be alone with those thoughts those thoughts are bad for you it is not good for man to be
1: alone (laughs) nice that was a good Genesis (laughs) Genesis reference that was a
2: good that was a good little Genesis reference there thank you yeah
1: I've been reading the Bible folks nice same that's <laughs> good, <laughs> I would hope so. Uh, yeah, I think that's good. if you have if that doesn't answer your question, uh woman, whoever it is, feel free to Tune send, in next. Month. send us an email or call us again, <laughs> and we'll talk about it again. Um, let's throw down the next one. Do you want to do can I unleash on the uh, on the one that I wanted to do? Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of The Crunch. Sorry to interrupt what I'm sure is a stimulating intellectual conversation, but I wanted to pause the episode real quick to let you hear from some of our sponsors. We will be back right after this.
2: What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.
0: Yes. Yes. Okay, here we go. Howdy, crunchy boys. Uh, My name is Andrew, and I'm calling about the whole deal about like, not receiving the Eucharist um, in your mouth whenever you are sick or not taking of the blood of Christ um whenever you are sick to avoid getting other people sick. And um, my question is, like, shouldn't we assume that I mean, it is the body, of Christ, body and blood of Christ. So isn't it safe to assume that, um it couldn't, it cannot be corrupted by whatever caused the illness, uh, whether it's bacteria or virus or whatever. Like, isn't it safe to say that since it is so holy, it is God Himself, that no one would suffer the, I guess like the, the effect of, of like, of illness by partaking of it? You know? I've always wondered this. And what do you guys think? And do you know if the church says anything about this?
1: Thanks guys. I love your podcast. Oh wow. So sweet. Everybody's so kind today. Have a good day. Love your podcast. We have very kind It's really it's really nice. It is nice. It's I don't really nice. I don't hear that. Usually when my friends are talking about my podcast they're making fun of it. So it's kind of nice to hear. Yeah, people. exactly. Yeah. Um Andrew, Ivan. it's not even—it's not even oh, when they're talking
2: on. about the podcast. When anyone says the word "crunch", crunch. just in conversation, yeah. everyone around me looks at me uh-huh. and rolls my
1: uh, rolls their eyes. Yeah, not even when we bring it's it. Great. Up. Yeah, it's just. <sighs> yeah. Anyway, Andrew, I've been thinking about this since you called in, and I'm just ready. I am so excited that you asked because I this is one of my favorite topics. Not really. I don't know. Um, we're gonna drop some philosophy. We're gonna drop some. Theology, we're gonna drop some Aquinas, we're gonna drop some Aristotle, it's gonna be good. Are you ready? A little, okay. biology. Little, a little biology. Little biology. A little bit of biology. Um First of all, germs aren't real. Oh kidding. Uh <laughs> so there so to answer your Germs are
2: Obama drones.
1: To answer one of your questions, thank goodness that uh, somebody in the church thought about this before us because neither of us are smart enough to figure this out. Um but yes, there there is a there is a definite uh, answer about this sort of thing. Um mostly stemming from Aquinas, who pulls from Augustine, who pulls from Aristotle, and it's all—they're all pulled together, and it's all the the deposit of faith. So, the triple A of theology. The triple A of theology. The, Call him if you're ever no, in a bind. Yes, that's such a good. They'll oh drive. man, that's a good goof. Is the triple A? Man, I love Thank that. You. I was about to do it, and then you did it before me. Good job. All right. Um So this is
2: all I think of when I'm bored in philosophy.
1: Yeah. So Aristotle uh, talks about this concept when we're talking about things. Um, is the as that a thing has uh, a substance, which is the thingness of that thing, like the whatness of what it is. Um, so, a cup, the whatness of this cup is that it's a cup. You know, the concept of cup, right? That's the substance of this cup that I'm holding, and the accidents of the cup are the physical attributes, are the things that we can see, touch, feel, taste about that thing, right? So, the accidents of this cup is that it's ceramic, and that it has a handle, and that there's coffee dregs in the bottom of it. Um, or that's holding coffee. Like those are accidents of this, of this cup, the substances, the whatness, the accidents are the, the properties of that thing. Um, so everything has those, those attributes. You can apply it to you. You can apply it to your, your house, your dog, your mom, anything. Um, this comes in, this comes in in handy when talking about change. Are you going to talk about change? Yes. So we, we can talk about change. So let's start with, uh, like uh fire and burning a log. So like a log, the wetness of the log is that it's wood. We know it's wood. We can touch it. It's bumpy. It has splinters. Um, it's hard. All of those things. If you were to burn that log, the, uh, the substance and the accidents of it would change because the wetness would no longer be a log. It would be ash. And ash is substantially different than what a log is. The accidents would also change. It would no longer be hard. It would fall through your fingers and be granular, right? So the substance and the accidents of that thing change. When we uh, burn it, right? So there are times in which substance and accidents can change. Um, so now let's move into the Eucharist, right? You hear the word transubstantiation, which means changing of substance, right? So you can't say in a way when we burn the log down, it is being transubstantiated. The substance is being changed uh, kind of in a manner of speaking. It's not necessarily the exact same. But with the Eucharist, when the priest says the words of consecration, the body and blood is transubstantiated. So the substance of the the bread and the wine is changed from the whatness of bread and the whatness of wine, like being the being of bread and the being of wine, into the substance, the whatness of God, the body and blood of, of Christ. However, as the accidents changed with the wood when we burned the wood down, the accidents of bread and wine do not change. So the accidents of bread... Meaning the physical properties, the taste, the sub or the not the substance, the touch of bread stays the same. The taste and the liquid, uh, the consistency of the wine stays the same. So the accidents remain, but the substance, the it changes. It is transubstantiated. So to answer your original question, uh, yes, we can still get sick by transmitting germs via holy communion, either through the cup or receiving on the tongue or anything like that, because. Bread, the accidents of bread is still susceptible to accumulating bacteria and getting bacteria on it and transmitting it from one person to another. That still remains the same, even though the substance, the whatness of the bread and the wine is God, which is very holy. Patrick, did I miss yes. anything? Was that good?
2: I think you didn't. You, don't, you didn't talk about an accidental change, but an accidental change, is like dyeing your hair, like you're still the ah, same substance. Yes.
1: Sorry. That's the one thing that I missed, but thank you. Yeah. Um I think it's,
2: this is something that I've always wondered is that, or like thought about, and I'm I'm in a sacraments class right now, so I'll like know the answer to this question later. But I, I think so. if you, if the, if the accidental um, properties of bread and wine are no longer there, so if you dissolve the host in water uh-huh. and it no longer has the form of bread, mm-hmm. then it is no longer the Eucharist. It's no but, longer the body of Christ. Yeah. So if you, if you, if, if the host is desecrated, God forbid, mm. which has happened. Mm-hmm. they they take our Lord and they put him in water and dissolve him and then bury him essentially mm-hmm. in the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that that's that's so if, if the host is desecrated, then that's something that happens. Um, in in the case of an accidental desecration I guess, which would be like infecting the blood of Christ with germs mm-hmm. um, it's not exactly like if you're like if you're really really sick, you probably should not receive the precious blood. Right. Um, you should receive from the chalice because even even if you receive the the host alone, you are receiving the body, blood, soul, and divinity of mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. Both of them are allowed. Um, both of them are the same, Lord. And so you should not receive the chalice if you're if you're really sick. But um, I this is this is what I was told by a friend of mine that the CDC regulates communal wine as a, at a higher proof than normal wine. So the alcohol would kill certain bacteria on the rim of the chalice. Interesting. I didn't know that. So the, so the accidents of, of the wine still kill bacteria.
1: Yeah. You know, so So there you go. It's a little bonus CDC wisdom. Yeah,
2: there you go. I told you there was going to be some biology in here.
1: I didn't say there was going to be
2: civil law, but there was (laughs) a little bit of knowledge. Yeah. All forms of life.
1: Right. So good. That was good. Move over, Pints of Aquinas. We yeah, got we got this covered. I've never taken a philosophy class, but I read stuff online.
2: <laughs> nice. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: dear. Um, yeah, we can do another one. And Patrick, you can just talk the whole time since I talked this for this whole time. You should do the merry one. You should no, just. Fine. Yeah, you should tackle the merry one because that's your oh, that's your lane. That's,
2: that's that's my deal.
1: Yeah.
3: Hi. Hi, Ethan and Patrick. My name is Rachel, and here's my question. Um, So God created people and gave people um, free choice because he doesn't want us to be robots, and he wants us to choose God out of love of him. Um, And Mother Mary... Uh, did not sin at all, and um i'm just wondering like how how is this possible? um Did God do this for her um was this her choice? Is she truly a person because as people um as as people we we sin and fall into original sin and anyway, i'm just wondering. Um, I guess my overall question is, um, is Mary really, is she given the freedom of choice because based on her life, it seemed all she ever did was holy and good things and never sinned. So it almost seems like she didn't have freedom of choice. And that's it. Thank you so much for everything you do. It's really wonderful. And and I'm sorry, this question is so weird um okay bye
1: yes that was a great i've never thought about it from that angle before
2: yeah so free will and mary that's always fun yes let's get into it oh my gosh so where do i let's do it first of all um yes mary yes to both of her first questions like did did god do this for her or did she freely choose it yes Yes. (laughs) um God did this for her. God gave her the the um the gift of like her immaculate conception. She didn't like merit that before her existence. She couldn't have um so yes, God gave her the ability and but the the crazy thing about Mary is she could have sinned. Like she had and by that I mean she had the capacity to sin and the temptation to sin. She was like us in all things but sin, just like our Lord. And so I mean, can you imagine just the she she lived here on Earth longer than Jesus did. And like, holy crap, could you imagine just the the battalions of demons that were just sent after her to try and get her to fall? But like she just blew them all away with just a look.
1: Yeah, Jesus had it. Jesus had it easy. He was only here for 33 years. I mean, yeah, he was only here for 33 years and had to die. Whatever. Right. Yeah. Mary was here for (laughs) however long she was here. I don't know. 76 years. 76 years. Yeah. She she was on hard mode. Anyway, she, she was on expert, expert level, um, expert guitar hero. That's what Mary did.
2: It's it's so good to meditate on this. So, like the answer, the answer to your question is yes. Um, how goes into a little bit of like free will. It's like, mm. well, did she really have the free choice to say yes to the incarnation? Absolutely, she had the free choice to say yes. And then you can go into the question of well. What if she didn't say yes? And then the the short answer to that is well, she didn't, so what does it matter? But um <laughs> she she did say yes, so so why why think why worry? Why, if, what it would happen if she hadn't. But um I mean God gave her the disposition to do his will. And so like, that's a gift, oh. and then she chose to yeah. use that gift throughout her entire life. Pondering the sinlessness of Mary is such a great way to humble yourself
0: mm-hmm.
2: because she first of all went her entire life without any sin she had a perfect intellect and a perfect memory so she knew every she remembered every little thing that every person had ever done to her and she never held one single grudge i mean i remember stupid stuff that my brother did to me 10 years ago and it gets to me but like she remembered stupid stuff that her friends did to her and she still loved them like they were her children because they would become her children mm. and this when when you meditate on her on her sinlessness at the crucifixion i heard it put this way once it's like when you're insulting someone and you're done insulting them, the next person you move to is their mother. Could you imagine what she heard from the sidelines of the crucifixion, just the Roman soldiers, what they were saying about her? What people say about her now is just Dang. incredibly terrible stuff. And she never even thought one mean thing about them. Yeah, She did nothing but love them and forgive them like her son does. And it's, oh my goodness, <laughs> Peter betrayed her son. And she's still like, th- that, that's one of the, one of the best scenes in the passion for me is when, when Peter runs up to Mary and he says like, like, mother, I, I denied him. I denied him. And she like is holding him and like trying to keep him with her, but he like, he can't handle it and runs away. Mm. Um, I think how often I do that with Mary, it's like, I sin and I'm like, like, M- mama, ah, uh, I'm sorry. I, I gotta go. And like, no, 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 no. Like she wants to be close with you when you sin. Oh my gosh. All right. I'm on a Mary kick. It's fine. Um, so, yes, your question, Rachel, made so much sense. Um, free will is tough to talk about. It's tough to understand because it involves the, the will of God, which is something that we can't grasp fully with our human intellects. Um, but, yes, she did have the choice to pack up and get the heck out of Dodge and not be involved at all. But out of the pure love of God that was in her heart, she stayed the entire time and remains here with us
1: throughout every step of the church's history. So, yeah. If I could add Mary, just a little bit, something that I've been praying about and thinking about too is, um, the phrase full of grace has so much depth to it. Like when you talk about Mary, that she's full of grace and this will be continued in our podcast next week on grace. That we ooh a cliffhanger a cliffhanger that we were going to talk about last week, but we interviewed Steve, and then we were going to do it this week, and then we had a monthly mailbag, so we're going to do it next week. Podcast on grace, um. But if you think about what grace is, I don't remember if I said this on the podcast before, but maybe I'll I'll just say it again. But um, we are justified by grace, right? By the grace of God. That's the only way that anything can happen. It's the only way we can have faith. It's the only way we can have hope. It's the only way we can love, right? So the fact that Mary was full of grace, she was fully justified. She was fully saved. There was no room for her to sin, basically. Um, And what does grace build on? Grace builds on nature. So like you said, God gave her the disposition to always say yes to him, to always be um, submissive to his will, right? And so The only way that she could do everything that she did was, first of all, by her nature of saying yes to everything. I'm doing this weird thing with my hands where it's circular. And second of all, (laughs) by the amount of grace that God gave her because he, he poured her full of grace. Like she was filled up with the grace from God. So not only did she have a disposition and a nature, uh, to love and to, you know, not sin and all this stuff, but she was also given like the tangible grace to actually do it and live it out by God, you know? So yes, it was her choice, but God also gave her all of the, every tool that she could have needed um, because of her openness. So it's just, it all loops back together, yeah. you know, which I, I've, I've been praying on. It's like, how can I be full of grace? How can I have the nature to even be a, a fraction of, as full of grace as Mary was, you know? It, it's just a, it, yeah. Again, meditating on this is the best thing ever. Everybody should do it. Amen. The end. That's the a, answer that, is
2: Marian consecration.
1: That's all. That's all for me, folks.
2: No, his coolest thing in the world, Maximilian Colby. We were talking about transubstantiation earlier. We were. Maximilian Colby says that Marian consecration is a way in which we are transubstantiated into Mary. Oh. It's so intense. Oh. He, he's crazy. I love him. Dang. But, but yeah, I mean, we we like to think of the choice between sin and not sin as <laughs> scale. It's like weighing your options, right? But jesus had the choice to sin mm. he's god right. you know it's like there's why it's 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 almost as if someone was was asking you to stab yourself in comparison to what sin is like hey um would you like to stab yourself in the foot no why on earth would i do that that's what mary's sinlessness was like yeah. is it every little sin that we commit every day that second cookie that stupid look that you give your friend um a loose a loose word in conversation blah blah, blah like talking about someone behind their back Every little sin that we commit every day, she thought like she thought of that like stabbing herself in uh, the foot. She's just like, Why on Earth even, would I do that? Doesn't for?
1: even make sense. It doesn't even compute. It doesn't Yeah. Dang. Exactly. And we need to grow in
2: virtue. That's what growing in virtue is. Is growing in virtue is not just like trying your best not to sin. Yeah. Growing in virtue is is acting in such a way that faith, hope, and love become your habit. And doing anything besides those things is just insane to
1: you dang that's so true you think about it think about your past self you know before maybe you i did things then that now i'd be like that why would i do that that makes no sense for me to do you know like that yeah is, I'm such an idiot why would i do I was, that that's a, such a stupid thing for anybody to do and this is where a lot of when we interact with other people this is where the, a lot of the disconnect happens When a lot of people think oh you're just high and mighty because we don't know how to explain the fact that that doesn't make sense to us anymore Mm-hmm. And so it's having, so Mary was the full package in that, yes, it did make sense to her, or to her to sin that way. Like that doesn't even, it wouldn't even, it would be like asking yourself to stab yourself in the foot. But she also had the humility and the love and the care for everybody around her to still be with them and not be high and mighty, you know, even though she had every right to be. Same with Jesus, obviously. Mm-hmm. But Jesus is on a, a whole other level because yeah. he's God. So don't think that we're elevating Mary above Jesus. It's just that this is all presumed in him. Yeah, exactly. Oh, man. Just got to clarify so for the Protestant listeners out there. Whew.
2: Good episode. So Dang. I I had a monthly mailbag from Mariel. Shout out, Mariel. But we didn't have time to get to it. Yeah. So I think I'm just going to text her back. Instead. We'll
1: just yeah, text her back instead. Or if she wants to wait a month, we can do it then. Um, <laughs> okay. If you enjoyed these questions, and if you want to call in yourself, get your question on the air, feel free to give us a call at 785-251-3989, 785-251-3989, or send us an email, ethan at thecrunchcast.com, patrick at thecrunchcast.com, and we will either read or play your question or your message out to the people and talk about them like we did today. Patrick, I'm going to look for Crunch of the Week. Why don't you tell people where they can find us?
2: Alright, cool. Uh you can find Ethan on Twitter at BroPostle, me on Twitter at Catholic Pat. Our Instagrams are at Ethan Stevie or at Patrick Nevy. I I I It's Patrick Nevy the third. Find us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash the online on a website at www.TheCrunchCast.com Or you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash the crunch. Also follow me on Twit. I'm just kidding.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um so I can't. I'm having trouble loading currently because I updated the podcast. I've been putting it off for so, so long and it finally updated. And now the podcast app just doesn't work. Like it sucks. So um, I'm trying to find let me see. our reviews, but I don't even know how to use this new podcast app anymore. Two, hold on. Can I see the ratings? Can I see the reviews even? I see that we have 204 have ratings, but I can't tell. click on them. I didn't know we broke 200. That's awesome. We have 204. Here we go. Wait a minute. Can I see all? Here Did we go. Hit? Now I've got to scroll all the way down. I hate this. I hate when my, when things update without me telling them to. Um, hold on. I'm almost to the bottom. I can't believe we have 204. That's so many. Uh, all right. Here we go. These guys are straight up ballers from Brandon DeShottles. Want to hear some pretty rad college guys be real about the faith and navigating how to be saints and millennials at the same time? Then I suggest you binge listen to this podcast because what better way to consume media, right? Seriously, though, Patrick and Ethan are solid <laughs> guys who talk about so many issues while being a joy to listen to. It's basically catching foxes for young people with the same amount of, oh,
0: no. with the same amount of
1: references to Franciscan and no F-bombs. So, yeah, pretty freaking awesome. Thank you all for you guys do and keep killing the game. That's the perfect description. Catching foxes for young people, same number of Franciscan references, no F-bombs. <laughs>
2: I like I like how he said for young people implying that Luke and Gomer are, are not young. They are old. <laughs> I love it. Uh, Gomer, your wife listens to my podcast and not yours. Good night everybody. <laughs>
1: uh that was good. You got anything else, Pat? No, that's all. Cool. Thank you all for listening. Please pray for us. We will be praying for you and we will see you on the twitters.